sake. Hi there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Pratty once again and this is episode number 3 of season 2. Uh we've I think the first two episodes, the first episode we we spoke about Barcelona, the second episode we spoke about Arsenal and their you know recruitment redundancies and this time we're going to go a little more local to to me basically so that is looking at the indian footballing scenario uh, and specifically we're going to talk to four women about the women's game in india uh, we'll touch upon certain initiatives that kind of came across or were recently launched by certain players and then a certain player and then we'll look at how effective or ineffective those kind of uh initiatives are and what people make of it so we've got like i said we've got four women on this podcast here they most of them i think three of them have been on the podcast before so if you've listened to any of our women football related episodes in season 1 of the podcast you would have heard of them but i'll ask them to give you an introduction nonetheless because it has been a while so let's start off with abreshmina abreshmina would you like to give us a little introduction Uh yeah hi everyone this is Abrish Meena I am a sports journalist particularly football and more particularly I cover women's football uh in India mostly and uh, yeah so I have been covering women's football for about 2 years now so yeah thanks awesome and uh we then move on to Anjali Anjali would you like to tell us a bit about yourself I am Anjali. Uh, I've been involved with Indian football for the last twenty years. Um, women's football for around thirteen years, and uh, I'm an executive committee member as well as a women's committee member on the All India Football Federation. I'm also the co-founder of uh, FIFA Football Club and the president of FIFA Foundation, uh, which works to uplift underprivileged youth through football. Pleasure wow, to be I'm, here and happy to share the stage with the rest of the women. Two decades in the, I mean, in the Indian footballing world, as well as I think what it's now seven years, no, thirteen years in the women's footballing. Well, I mean that that's quite a lot of long time, and I'm sure you'd have seen the evolution of the women's game in India as well. Uh, and then we move on to Mithila. Mithila, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh hi guys, I'm Mithila and I'm a football player. I I am initially from Chennai but uh, I live in Bangalore right now. Uh I work in a community called uh, Sisters in Sweat and uh, I've been playing football since I was, you know, 11 years old and uh, over time even though I was brought up in a very uh, you know conventional way where I got my engineering degree, I decided that sports was the way to go for me. Uh I aspired to do my masters in sports management and uh, yeah i'm very passionate about the sport and everything that was around it awesome and we'll get back to you quite shortly because well spoiler alert it was your your topic or it was your idea yeah. to discuss this yeah. particular topic so we'll get back to you but uh, before that lastly we've got vaidhi and i think vaidhi is the last uh women a woman to have been on the podcast in our podcast basically in season 1 where we spoke about the uh, american women's game so vaidhi tell us a bit about yourself yet again hey hi um it's nice to be back um 
and uh, as always the topic itself is really nice uh, i i really enjoyed the last last uh, podcast and I, i enjoyed talking to you and obviously it is good to share the the stage uh, virtual stage with uh, with the rest of rest of the brilliant women i know some of them uh, i know anjali very well um i know mithila um but uh, it's it's wonderful to be back and um to tell you a little bit about myself i am uh, first and foremost a football player um and then i did uh, my mba uh, in football industries from uk and uh, currently i am founder and managing director of women in sport india uh, short form vizi uh, so vizi is working towards betterment of uh, women in sport uh, all round not just players but but women who want to work in the administration or management side of sport uh, in the off field of sports as well and um, the reason behind it is we need them we need the diversity we need the the thought process that they bring and uh, we need the support system that they br- build um, uh, in the sports ecosystem so we are working towards it um, and not just football but many other sports as well um, so uh, so yeah that's a little bit about me and uh, busy thanks a lot for inviting me awesome yeah i'm a pleasure to have you all here so as you can see we've got a a variety or rather a a spectrum of women here on this podcast so we've got like i said abrashmina represents the press we've had mithla who rep- and whether you represent you know players and institution as well and anjali who especially who's had such a decorated career in the in the entire game so to i mean it's it's really a pleasure to have you all here and i'm pretty sure we'll definitely it, it'll be a very very insightful podcast for anyone listening to this so let's let's begin with discussing or laying the foundation talking and discussing the major topic of today's podcast episode and uh, i'll actually hand it over to mithla because i was really i wasn't i wouldn't say I'd taken aback but i was surprised when i got tagged on a on an instagram story where you would basically uh written about this initiative by the indian goalkeeper gurpreet singh sandhu uh, and okay before that i'll i'll basically say that the initiative is the i mean he started this initiative wherein he would uh, auction off his sketches so apparently he's really good at drawing and so he auction off his sketches and whatever proceeds he would receive would be donated towards women empowerment or women or organizations that promote women's game in india the women's football game in india so mithla why don't you go ahead and kind of just tell us a bit about why you brought up this topic to me in the first place yeah um, all right so i mean the first time i saw the post and um, you know everything related to the sketch by gss thing uh, as a player i was i was like any other person it was really impressive that he was doing something uh, you know for the sport and you know like not many men who play for india have actually raised their voices Uh, completely in support of the women's sport so it was awesome and it was it was a really good initiative but after that i had a series of conversations with a couple of friends and uh, you know a few people here and there and a little more perspective came into me that you know there was a lot of 
um i would say lot of limelight being shined into this which is a good thing but i felt like a lot of it was taking away from the real talk about women's football you know like about uh, how to improve grassroots about how to you know uh, have more youth leagues have more under because we even have the under 17 women's world cup coming up right and uh, it i felt like it took away from a lot of those things which is what my issue was with and this is what i wanted to talk to more people about because you know as a player and as somebody who wants to make a career in this field i feel like uh, strong voices are definitely necessary and uh, i mean even um, anjali ma'am has been conducting her webinars which have been super informative and things like that but you know this is that's those are the kind of things where the limelight should be but uh, any um at this point any major instagram page or social media page covering women's football or even indian football was throwing a lot of light on that and i felt like more uh, should be given to the conversation so yeah this is just about me trying to you know get people to understand that there are a lot more um organizations and a lot more people in many many states across the country working towards a uh you know the betterment of the sport which really need to be spoken about awesome all right okay so fr- from what i understand is that uh and and this kind of happens okay l- let me say that the initiative in in and of itself is quite commendable that yeah. like you mentioned i think not many men's football players actually take up that initiative or take that responsibility to promote the women's game uh and and i'm not saying only in india it's it's abroad as well we don't even when i think by the end i had that conversation with the american players and that whole equal wages you don't see enough of the men's players stand up and talk about what's actually right and here i yeah. i'm glad that he's doing it but as it always is the case with the media and i'm not <laughs> i know we've got a representative of the press here so i'm not blaming her completely uh but uh, there is a, a lot of limelight that is sh- like he kind of becomes the story rather than the uh, and i'm guessing and i'm assuming it, and that's what uh, i'm guessing you were saying that yeah uh, you know there's a there's a bigger story a bigger picture behind what this initiative is all about and but the fact is that a lot of the instagram a lot of social media is putting him into the focus saying that oh i'm like obviously praising him that's all fine but taking him uh, or putting the spotlight solely on him while kind of putting a blanket of sorts over the bigger picture yeah. is is probably what's wrong and abrish mina you want to do you have anything that you want to say on this oh uh, exactly what i wanted to say um when this whole thing came out gurpreet singh sandhu became the story instead of women's football you know people did not want to nobody interviewed or nobody got in touch with female footballers to even talk about how this may or may not help the women's game in the country but rather it became more about gurpreet singh sandhu raising his voice for women's football um also another thing i mean yes auctioning sketches for organizations and everything is fine but i mean there are lots of other probably important factors that need more like mithila mentioned you know that need more on 
more um, focus rather than a few um, a certain amount being put in different organizations to help uh that is okay but again um the whole thing is say for example a uh, bengaluru fc do not have a women's team and gurpreet is a bengaluru fc player so you know uh why not make a push to have a team there then you know maybe if this is like i'm saying it's okay it's fine the initiative is good but this can't be the center of it i mean also when the news came of the under 17 girls uh, do not, not having uh, you know money to eat food and all at that time probably it was all controversy and then aiff then came out and said we had done everything possible and everything nobody else really spoke about it except for the women footballers at that point in time so i can't really make an association between all of this it's very it's a very lone move lone it's very it's not associative i feel yeah if if he's like he he kind of took this upon himself and said okay i'll do this but i mean there's also a a slight hint of you know that's probably the maximum that i can do which i hope it isn't the case right you we all hope that it isn't the case that this may just be the starting or just like scratching the surface in a way that you know the next step would be as you mentioned probably pushing for a bengaluru fc women gay a women's team and uh, across even the other isl teams as well but like you mentioned the, the I, and i don't I'm, I'm, i'll let me ask anjali because anjali you've been in this sport for a long time have there been other such false promises before from players uh men players or even anybody else that you know they've started an initiative but it's never really been fruitful in the long term so basically um i don't think there's been any initiative towards women's football or to support the women's game there have been a lot of um, charity matches that ex players have done to support let's say an ex player in need of medical help or someone who was in financial dire straits so ex players get together sub administrators get together and they you know have a charity match or you know they voice their opinion in the public and kind of gather funds for an ailing uh, teammate but uh, i think this is a first of its kind while i do completely agree with apesh kinna that you know it's a very lone move and the focus is more on gurpreet um what i would like to say is i think we are in a position that any publicity is good publicity for the women's game you know and if someone like gurpreet has started an initiative i hope it is one of many that's going to um, happen in our country and a lot of other football players are also going to take lead from him you know a uh, world over what do you think dream uh, uh, like neymar ronaldo cristiano ronaldo messi what do what do you think they all have in common besides being fantastic football players well they are also competing off field to see who's the highest in charity and i don't know if a lot of people in india know about this but out there in abroad it is very 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 common for very famous football players to also be known as the highest charity givers most of the very very popular football players have foundations of their own they are donating towards a lot of charitable causes and a lot of them also promote women's football and all the causes related to women's football so i really hope what gurpreet is doing and uh, 
See, Gurpreet is a popular Indian figure. He has a following of almost 141,000 followers on Instagram. For him to even put up something like this, I think it is a good beginning. It is a lone move, but I do believe it will have a great effect on the rest of the players who will also follow and, um, you know, follow his footsteps and start promoting women's football by their various moves. I mean, brilliantly put, but uh, yes, I, I completely agree. In the Western part of the world and in European football, especially, a lot of these players do have have set up foundations for various charities and even causes that are close to their own heart, right? So something like a family has gone through or some, something that they've started foundations that help uh, not only fund scientific research for that particular disease, but even, you know, cures and stuff like that. So I completely agree with that. But, you know, when you said <laughs> what was common between Neymar and Ronaldo, I, for some reason, my mind totally went straight to that they both have lawsuits for... Uh, some sexual allegations against them. I don't know why. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, but uh, no, but I, I I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said that it is key that and it and it is key that someone of Gurpreet's stature in Indian football has come come about with this initiative because of his following, like you mentioned. And it it depends on that trickle down effect that other players see him as a role model and see what good is going. Through. What what good it's doing to the women's game and in it, to Indian football in general as well. Uh, but where the uh, the one main question is, he mentioned that this would go towards institutions that promote women's football. Uh, are we how certain are we that this money that he's collecting and putting giving donating to these institutions would be put to good use? Uh, and I, I mean, I, I I'm also obviously not very privy to how. Op, uh, institutions are operated in India. So, someone like you who has an organization like Visis, uh, how certain are you that whatever is being collected it will be put to good use to promote the game in women's game in India? Um, yeah, this is a good question, actually, uh, Pradyum. Uh, I have a few points. Uh, before I get to that answer, I have a couple of points. Uh, point number one. Sure. Uh, I did a little bit of research um, about about this um, this topic, and contrary to the common belief, it was his fiance who had this idea. It was not him. Okay, so it was the woman in his life who well started done, this. Well done, Well done. Um, <laughs> so the focus has to be given to her a little bit because. I think um, Gurpreet is definitely a vessel, but he's not the idea, right? Um, so it's good on his part to to say yes and start something. Uh, absolutely. The second point I would like to bring in is um, I am I am a little bit split. Um, morally, I would not want Gurpreet to help me or women's football in general. Because uh, I believe that we are not charity cases. Um, we are strong women who can find our own way. But the other other point that I would like to make here is we often blame men for not speaking out on behalf of women as well. So um, 
so the issue here is if they say something there is a problem if they don't say anything there is a problem right so we have to you know uh, give him a chance or give him a benefit of doubt uh, so to say um so that so in 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 some ways i am split uh, between whether to support him or not um but i would like to uh, act as an audience to whatever he's doing and see how how it pans out in the long term to coming back to your question it depends on who he's donating the money to right uh, whatever his his uh, whatever he accumulates uh, over time by selling his sketches you know it depends on um, how much he collects and how much he donates to right and he basically one thing he can do for sure is is ask the organization for the breakup financial breakup he if he is donating that money to somebody then he has the right to know where that money has gone right so in in terms of whether it will be put to good use or not it will depend completely on how much control he has over that money and how much um, you know uh, how much information he asks and he should you know um so i think from my perspective i think that is important um if let's say for example uh, you know if he comes to me and says or if he goes to anjali and and says that okay we want to you know donate this money towards betterment of women's football or women's sports in general then i think both of us would would be open to give him giving him all the information um and making it public right i have done this before um it, it was a small amount it was not a big amount but i have made sure that everybody who's following us knows where that money is gone right so it it completely depends on who he's associating with um for, uh, mine is a private limited so i don't think i can take donations uh but probably there are a lot of non profit organizations uh who would who would benefit from it for sure uh but like i said it depends on yeah it depends on the organization and the person behind the organization as well yeah i mean definitely so i want to start off by saying yeah it is the i i didn't know about the fiance information and that definitely kind of resonates with that or justifies that cliche behind every successful man you know the rest yeah i'm not going to say that um and then of course uh, yes the key is transparency that which is why i think in in today's world transparency is you know take i won't say take for granted but i think we all believe it's there but it's actually not and it's something that we're all fighting towards whether it be in india whether it be in the us everything like that we know how people like to keep their certain information and financial information specifically very very private and so it is very very important key vital that these um, that we know as well as uh, the public knows as well as him he himself I, i don't know if he he has the right i mean yeah sure he has a right but he also has to have the responsibility to make sure that his donations are going to a good cause it should it shouldn't be that his work ends with okay i've got my i've sold my sketches for x amount of money that's it and i'm giving it to xyz non profit organization it shouldn't end there but uh 
another key point that you brought up and mithla i want your answer on this so vaidhi brought up this point that damned if he does damned if he doesn't so damned if he kind of uh, helps out women's game when you know you don't really need his charity case or you don't want to be considered a charity case but it's a good thing that he's actually stood up and agreed with his wife that you know uh there is does there is something that needs to be done but why is it that players are taking it upon themselves to raise money is it to is the wider picture that you're getting there's such a lack of government support for women footballers in and the women's game as a whole in india um okay i'm actually really glad that uh, we came to like exactly this point in the conversation so uh the damned if he does and damned if he doesn't i don't exactly agree with that uh because i think that at this point it's not exactly about him in the first place it's about the initiative that he has taken which is a good thing for starters everybody has already established that it is definitely a very very good thing and i have done a little bit a little bit more research about uh, i followed up a little bit about the page and his sketches and all that right. and uh, there have there has been this is just becoming Hello? a competition of seeing who does more research in this entire group <laughs> no 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 i mean i just wanted to be prepared yeah, anyway no so, yeah, of course um, yeah. yeah so i mean uh, what i did find out was that there are clubs in delhi uh, i think one of the clubs called royal rangers fc uh, which did put out a post quite recently thanking him for the donation and helping them out with equipment uh, so i think making it public like whether he said is uh something that they are doing as well so i think that's a good thing uh again at the end of the day it's uh, we always like you know bring it back to uh about publicity and like anjali ma'am said any publicity at this point is quite good which is something i do agree with i mean yeah at least now people are turning their heads towards women's football and at least now they're even seeing because i have known so many pages on instagram which before maximum put out one or two stories when bala devi went to rangers but apart from that not too many news on uh, women's football but after he uh, took up this initiative and everybody you know turned their heads at least now they're posting about it so i mean at the end of the day it's still about whether or not you want to be considered a charity case of course no one is a charity case here the women who play for india are working so hard and they deserve i mean they deserve all the recognition that they need in the world right but i mean it's about finding that balance so it's not about him in the first place for him to be damned or not i okay. think like yeah i think <laughs> that's what i wanted to say all right but as in whatever like you mentioned the club in delhi that has received the donation from gurpreet yeah. and how much it's helped like how much do you think personally will this be how effective will this in, entire initiative be i mean are we in desperate need for that um, I, i know any small amount is still good like you said good any publicity is still good any amount will still be good but uh, like how effective would it be in the long run do you st- i mean we are talking about an entire game of football here right across the entire yeah. country so you're talking more in the crows rather than how much ever i don't think he's going to raise in the crows for his i've seen some of his sketches he's not going to raise crows at least it's clear on that but like how much how effective do you think it would be yeah so that's exactly the point of this whole thing right so it's it's still about it is still an initiative and it deserves recognition 
yeah but i mean i think a better step would be to you know bring in better conversations about women and football in the first place like if uh having such a huge platform and uh definitely raising this money and if it helps out the club in delhi which put out uh you know pictures it's great uh they he, they i think uh, the amount helped them with some equipment uh but yeah the the bigger picture should is something that we should really not forget at all right because i think that's what really steers you forward uh investments and actual grassroots development and actually conducting leagues if you've seen the IWL uh, i think we had a conversation about the IWL after it got over right so yeah, yeah. uh the IWL lasted for less than a month almost like about three and a half weeks at most and you wouldn't want your country's national league to last for that much right so things like that is what needs to be spoken about and what needs to you know happen in every conversation that we have about women's football this is a step but i feel like that's all it is it is still just a step yeah exactly because you mentioned that it was enough to buy some equipment now the word some doesn't like i mean sure again i i keep saying and i keep agreeing with you that yes it is a good initiative <laughs> yeah. it, it, uh, like the fact is that there's so much more that needs to be done and i think we we i don't know if we spoke about sponsorships also being one of the key things i don't know who i spoke to but sponsorship also being a key thing in the women's game that uh, when we spoke about the is iwl and everything like that how key, and i remember i think we did a, when i was doing the promo for season 2 i asked you to uh did i, did I ask you I don't know I asked somebody Yeah the jerseys yeah. right the jerseys and uh, yeah. I was and I think you said that they don't sell jerseys or something and I was like okay that that took me aback yeah. a little more given that I was watching the game and they all seem to have that so I think there is definitely a wider problem and I I'll, I'll get to that in a little, little bit because Abhishekina from a from a press perspective and from a journalist perspective how do you obviously you agree that it, the media made it out to seem that you know gurpreet is some sort of savior he's the main person the spotlight was on him how would you as a journalist kind of say no hey hang on there's actually a bigger picture that you need to look at so how would you tackle such a situation uh exactly like how i mentioned i mean you need to talk to the women players and maybe ask them how they feel about it because i know for a fact that um a lot of players uh like whether he mentioned felt it's made the women's game in the country seem like a charity case you know i mean at a time when uh, we're talking about uh, women's game developing in the country uh the women's team doing better uh giving out an image that the women's according to the rankings and everything uh the women's team has a chance to make it to the world cup before the men's team and some something like this made a lot of players out there feel like like again it like feel like a charity case i know for a fact that it was the feeling of a lot of players so this is where it kind of blurs the line i mean you, nobody went ahead and spoke to the female footballers and you know uh, even during this lockdown i mean how many people actually bothered about what they were doing or how they were doing no nobody even after the lockdown has actually gone on and asked uh when the women's camp would be held 
I mean, you have the I League qualifiers coming. You have the ISL starting. Who asks about when the IWL is starting or when the national women's camp is going to be held? It's probably going to be in January, but people are not talking about it. That's that's my whole point. And it's like the focus, like Mithila is mentioning, the focus is not on the. It, it's it's just going around and round and round and round. It's not really on the women's game, to be very honest. And and how concerning is it as a journalist covering the women's game that you know the women footballers aren't being taken seriously? And as you mentioned, they probably have a better chance of making it to the World Cup than the men's football team. So, uh, given that, and it, yeah, I mean, given that they could have like a status as I wouldn't say as equal to the American game or American women's team, but you can get the point, right? How well the American women's team does as compared with the men's team. So. Saying that, like you know, they could actually be more successful and bring more glory to India rather than the men's team. Yet they're not getting the recognition that they so deserve. So how how much how concerning is it that? And also, again, like like you mentioned, it, it uh, like no not no women's football players were kind of spoken to about this initiative, and it, it would be equivalent to me having four men on here talking about this issue rather than you four, right? So how concerning is it? It is, and you know, we come back to the point that Mithila mentioned. Um, it, uh, in, in the end, if you want the women's game to develop, everyone, and I mean everyone involved in this arena, needs to start pushing for a better domestic structure, from district football to state football to the national football. In terms of leagues, there needs to be a structure. As long as there is no domestic calendar, we I think we spoke about it after the IWL podcast we did also. Yeah. Uh, as long as there is no calendar, as long as there is no proper structure right, right from the grassroots, I don't see how just uh, putting money into things. I mean, I know for a fact also that a lot of IWL clubs who have like been uh, who you know. Uh, have been there uh, right from the start of the IWL, and also a lot of uh, small clubs in the northeast, uh, like uh, Manipur and uh, Mizoram, who uh, run women's teams, struggle with daily issues only because they don't have schedule to work with. You know, people don't know when tournaments are going to be held. People don't know how long the tournaments are going to be. So. Nobody. There are lots of people who want to invest also, but nobody really does that because there is no structure. Because you don't know what is going to happen, so it just feels like a blank space where you just, you know, put the money in and nothing really happens. So it's it's got to start with the structure and first of all a calendar. It's got to yes. be around that. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I think yeah, uh, it's all about foundation. Even when you build a building, if the foundation ain't right, then it's just going to collapse, right? So, and no one knows what's going to happen. So, uh, but Anjali, if, as someone who's been again has has a career spanning over two decades, is this a sense of deja vu for you? And also as a as a uh, member of the AIFF and also a, a founder of the PIFA, how, like. What steps can be done to, as Abreshmina said, to build the structure that is so desperately needed in the women's football game? Okay, firstly, uh, let me clarify something. I don't work for AIFF. I am an honorary 
council member uh, okay. there's a big difference between the women's department and okay. the women's committee okay the women's department consists of people who are paid to work for the aff and they are in charge of the day to day running and planning of how football is run in india the executive committee and the women's committee are like a sounding board who advise them on what's the right thing to do they don't necessarily listen to us um so you know i mean i can't be held responsible for everything the aiff does so i just thought i'd clarify that oh uh, yeah no, but um as That's... someone who has been involved with football for so many years and uh, you know we are a self funded academy okay uh, we started off way back in 2000 and we did not bother about the aiff we did not bother about our district association we did not bother about our state association to fund us to begin anything the day you start expecting someone to fund you to do something in india the day you should pack up and forget everything okay it's a different thing holding your federation responsible for what they are supposed to deliver but to wait for your found, uh, federation to fund everything you want to do i think is impossible india is a very very big country and i think the federation is concerned with the national team okay the national team and the state associations come under the purview of the federation and that is what they do now i think gurpreet's initiative was more directed towards developmental football which means developing grassroots level football which is what the royal rangers football club is i believe they have a under 14 under 17 under 19 or similar age group team yeah, yeah. and they are looking at uh, they are looking at small amounts to help them out uh, so while i do believe uh, what abreshmina was talking about i think what she was talking about was more in terms of the iwl planning and i completely agree with her i've taken part in the iwl qualifiers for four years now and i know what a mess it is i mean they give you last minute minute intimation that okay this is going to happen then the the scheduling is so bad you have games every alternate day you're not even giving your players 72 hours to you know recover and you know be fresh for the next game and when you call up aiff and tell them that the you know i mean what can we do about this we are clearly told oh it's your state the qualifying round is your state's problem you have to deal with your state association you talk to the state association the state association says sorry we don't have the ground available there are so many other tournaments this is what we can do so rightfully there needs to be a lot of planning and a lot of thought that goes into the way the iwl qualifiers iwl final round everything is conducted and honestly i think they should actually sit down and talk to all the team owners you know aiff needs to talk to all the team owners time and time again at the women's committee meeting i am the only one talking about the iwl because i am also a team owner and i'm also an exec uh, women's committee meet, uh, uh, member so when i talk about it you know it's i'm the only person over there in this dual role and i'm the only person talking from both angles so 
I'm I'm really alone over there because there's nobody else supporting me over there. When I start saying that, you know, this needs to be done in the IWL, that needs to be done in the IWL. More most of the times when we get some intimation from AIFF, it is already a foregone conclusion. They have already decided what they're going to do, and that's it. You have to follow. You want to play, you have to follow the rules. It's as simple as that. Now, how do we change that? Now, to change that. We have to think of ways, you know, that where information is shared at a much earlier stage or where the women's department in the AIFF is transparent and they start talking to team owners who have taken part in the last edition. So this year overall, including the qualifiers, there were 125 teams that took part in the IWL qualifiers. And I feel 125 teams taking part all across the country is a huge number of people taking part. And I think they should have at least sent a feedback form after the qualifiers to find out what was the what was the feedback each team had to give, how their state ran the league, was it worth it? Because in the end of the day, it's the team owner who's spending the money, you know. So they should give a feedback form and then they should use this feedback to actually improve the biggest women's league in the country. But alas, there was no feedback uh, form and no matter how many times I asked for it, um, I don't think anything is done about it. Uh, I think some something of it does have to do with the fact that a lot of the focus is given on the men's game. Whether it's the focus given on the men's game, whether it is the funds allocated to the men's game, it's all about the men's games right now. And um, I believe it's very, very important for each of us in our individual capacity to do what we can do uh, to, you know, improve these things, change things that cannot be changed at a federation level, change it at some other level that you can change and bring about the change. And uh, hopefully, we will uh, see better days for Indian women's football. Uh, definitely. Uh, and does anyone have any comment or anything to say on the same matter? Uh, quickly, I absolutely second uh, Anjali, and she's like she's she's seen the entire process, and um, so I've been in sports for a while now, and I I have spoken to ISL clubs, ILE clubs, and. Many of them have the same, uh, like the the idea about women's sports is very important. The foundation is very important for them. Many of them said that okay, we cannot give the same uh, amount of um, efforts to our women's team for them to just play for a month. That is not fair to the team. So if we develop a team, we want them to play for a minimum of six months, right? So it is very important that that fundamental question is resolved. Then then the argument will be won. Like, yeah, now the team or the league is for six months now. Why ISLI league clubs are not putting in their team? Then we are, you know, in the winning corner, right? But we are not helping our own case when we have a league of one month. Um, I just, uh, I just thinking about an article I wrote recently about equal pay, equal play, right? That slogan has been going on for a while, but we need to add one more 
thing to it we need to think about equal opportunities as well right so logically speaking if both men and women are given equal opportunity women's team uh, going into the top 10 um is is more uh effortless than i wouldn't say effortless but easier than men's team going into top 10 right i it's just like women's team has to climb up about 50 spaces whereas uh, or less than 50 i think 40 spaces uh but at the same time men's team has to climb up about 80 85 plus uh spots so i mean the people who are working in football have to think logically where would their effort be more recognized right so it's about it's let's keep aside you know uh, humanitarian aspect and and uh, recognition and and the the you know funding and sponsorship aspect of it let's be very clear on the logical part of it right where would you need less effort to get more output is as simple as that right and from us women's team you can see once you know the team starts climbing up people start recognizing how many women uh, sorry men's us uh, team players do you know i don't know anybody but i do know women's uh, women's team players right so they are they are slowly becoming global symbol because there has been systematic effort behind them winning world cups winning olympics right so if the same amount of effort is given to indian women's team uh by whoever it is like it doesn't have to be federation always you know we all have to do our own part if that amount of effort is given towards women's football then i think we will start getting the the recognition the funding uh the the viewership automatically but there has to be that shift in the thought process first and i absolutely agree with anjali when 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 she said you know you can't expect everything to be done by federation the minute you do you stop growing you have to do it like for example when i started women in sport india i i was very clear about you know i am going to do things on my own first because that gives you the freedom to do whatever you want i think the same feeling uh, anjali must have you know she she could do whatever she has done so far because she had this thought in her mind that yeah i want to do something on my own um so yeah i think um, i absolutely agree with anjali and uh, yeah we we need to do our part first <laughs> and uh, then then that gives us uh, the opportunity to then push the federation or governing bodies to do their part because then we can go and say that okay we have done our our part we are doing our best what are you doing right um so we need to have a strong case uh for ourselves first um if i'm making any sense no, uh, but yeah i yeah yeah bottom line i absolutely agree with anjali and everything yeah you know uh, i would just like to add something to i mean uh, exactly like how they mentioned um you know state associations um every year most of the state associations uh in the iwl qualifiers like the states that go on and hold qualifiers 
um, the minimum criteria that AIFF gives is you need to have at least four teams, at least four teams for the qualifiers to be held. Now, uh, the state associations start planning everything so late and everything is so haywire that in the end they just do they just happen to do the qualifiers with just four teams. You know, I understand that's the minimum criteria given by AIFF, but the state associations need to also take it upon themselves to make sure that. If it's possible, they go on with more than four teams, not just four teams, you know. And it's been happening. I mean, it it happened. It started to happen with more and more states now. Uh, that they just go on and do it with. It happened with uh, before IWL four also. I mean, Goa had uh, just four. Um, even um, Manipur, Manipur also, I think, had just four. Uh, so. It's like you can't, uh, state associations also need to understand that you can't just keep blaming AIFF for everything and not take any initiative on themselves, you know. Everything cannot be done by the, you know, federation. Just four teams, AIFF does that so that qualifiers are held. But if there is, because uh, I know for a fact, I traveled to Goa before the uh, IWL qualifiers. And I know for a fact that if uh, more planning had been done by the uh, state association, there would have been more teams participating in the qualifiers. But in the end, there were just four. So it's, it's really all about planning. It has to be round the year instead of just being like a two-month thing. Can I just say something here? Uh, I completely agree with Abhishmi now on this one. Uh, to be fair, the AIFF sent out uh, the letter of intent, means whether your state wants to take part, last year in March. So every state association had from March to October, November to decide how many teams are taking part. But you're absolutely right. Sometimes the state associations are so lax that they just don't do anything till the last minute. Okay, and this is what happened in the case of Kerala. Uh, so March 2019, AIFF has sent a mail. I have a mail myself where every state association has been cc'd. Kerala waits till December to announce it. Okay, till December first week. And in the first week of December, they announced the, uh, that they want to do IWL qualifiers. And when the last day to submit the results of the qualifiers was 24 December. And I think, I think in such a case, the state should be penalized. They shouldn't be allowed to represent. Nobody should get a chance to represent from that state because that's the only way the state is going to realize that, okay, we have to pull up our socks. We have to get our act together. And next year, if we want representation from our states, we have to follow the rules that every other state is following. Can you imagine even UP had 40 teams of course, they used the wrong format, but they had 40 teams participating. UP, guys, can you believe it? UP, the same state that's yeah. in the news, news for so many other reasons today. That state had 40 women's team and a state like Kerala, which is known for its football, did not uh, make an announcement well in time. So I think these are the things uh, that I think everyone has to keep pushing the state associations, whether it's the press, whether it's AIFF. Whoever it is, I actually spoke to one team owner from Kerala and I told him straight directly on his face that I don't think what you did by direct entry is right. 
because you know you save all your money for the final round whereas people like us uh, go through a two month uh, uh, qualifying round and spend the same amount of money you save all your money till the final round invest it in all the national team players and you win the league and you win back money what is football development in that you know uh, so anji i think, think you're talking about tamil nadu right no i'm talking about kerala i am okay. talking about kerala and the winners of this year's iwl they got a direct entry into yeah. the uh, final round they played only two matches whereas yeah, we yeah. played 20 matches how is that fair so you know i mean there are a lot of things that need to change and i brought this topic up even at the uh, women's committee meeting the first women's committee meeting of the aiff this year in july i brought this up and i said if this year a club like gokulam is allowed to get direct entry there's they they're going to be uh, they they will have to answer of how what they are doing because it's not development at all instead they should help the kerala association run a league you know i mean they have so many uh, they have funds they have expertise they have a name they have everything they have marketing capability they should use all their expertise in running a league in the state and developing football for women you know just buying all the top national team players from manipur and winning a league is not development of football i'm very sorry to say okay uh the the last question that i have for you is essentially where you see uh or this initiative go in the near future whether you see it like everyone had hoped for to be trickled down to other players standing up and promoting women's game or do you have a much more uh pessimistic view on this matter so i'll uh, quickly one by one you can tell me where you see this entire initiative go from here uh so abrishmina do you think uh once uh, all of his sketches are done and once the isl is back he's going to be focused on something else and everyone's just going to forget about it or do you feel like you know this is do you think the his fiance is going to push him even further to take this seriously um it's honestly not related to him um particularly like not like mithila said not it's not about him yeah, but, but i think as being part, yeah being part of the media i can say that uh, pretty much uh, once the isl and everything begins people are going to forget about it honestly okay people are going to forget about it it's going to take a lot more to keep the focus on women's football people are going to f- forget about it once the isl starts i mean already i mean uh, the transfer window was far more important than this anyway uh, for the media so yeah i mean it's it's going to take a lot more to keep the focus on women's football than one you know good hearted initiative okay and mithila do you share the same sentiments and do you think that this would start up a conversation i mean obviously abrishmina spoke about from a media's perspective but do you think this would start a conversation or do you feel like you know it's barely scratching the surface uh yeah so i mean i think at this point it scratches the surface and it's up to people like us who are interested who are fans of the sport to carry the conversation forward and i'm glad that we're doing this so i think this is still a step forward but yeah like abhishek has said there is a very good chance that once the league starts people's focus will be on that right i mean when it comes to fans 
or when it comes to people who watch a game anybody's attention span is very less especially with the amount of content that we consume every day uh, in this time attention span of anybody is very low so it's only up to fans like us like fans and people and other you know major stakeholders for women's football to carry the conversation forward and it, it, everybody should know that it doesn't uh, it's this was never the starting point neither is this going to be the ending point it's just an initiative that like agreshmina said it is just a good hearted initiative and it should be treated like one yeah and do you, i i one more thing i want to ask you was do you think players women players who especially uh bala devi if i'm not mistaken is that her name uh ratan yeah, bala yeah. devi right so who went to rangers so given that she's now you know also gotten such a huge recognition in the football game in india do you think she should also probably i i can't say support but also kind of now speak up and you have more people speak up from the women's game as well that that's key right yeah of course i mean for people i mean it's bala devi so and like for players like me i mean i look up to her so much and of course i think she has been doing quite a bit of communication through her social media and i mean of course the bigger conversations are still in the picture and i can only you know say better day come hopefully all right okay uh, and anjali you mentioned this being or the initiative being targeted towards grassroots and developmental football yeah how 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 would you see that in the near future improve or progress in india also uh, basically i agree with mithila it's not the first initiative it's probably not going to be the last initiative of a footballer doing something whatever is reasons for doing it are um what i would like to see is more footballers more coaches more team owners more sports psychologists more sports uh, physiotherapists anyone and everyone involved with the game actually getting more involved with developing an ecosystem that will make indian women's football thrive in this country it is not just the work of any one person it is the work of everyone together especially in our country we have to collaborate we have to get together and all have a common goal so that uh, india so basically the women's team are ranked 11th in asia and they need to come into the top 8 to uh, be able to uh, even play a qualifier for the world cup so i think india the women's team are doing very very well and uh, we should give it our best shot to try and able to participate in the women's world cup at the earliest Awesome. And Vedi, your final thoughts on this matter and where you see the game develop or uh, progress in the near future? Um, like I said at the beginning, uh, I would like to act as an audience uh, and see how other players react to it. Um, I Honestly, I don't have any particular opinion towards what good people is doing um i mean not to say that he's doing a, a he has taken a good step um i i i won't deny that but is it going to create a momentum that would change the outlook towards women's football i have my doubts um but i think it can 
act as a key for other players to start something as well right um and and the second thing is uh, when we are talking about bala devi she is a brilliant brilliant uh, player and whether she should speak about you know women's football development it depends on in what way does she want to speak does she want to speak verbally or does she want to speak by playing her best that's that's up to her i think um she's doing great job in 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 uh, you know rangers with rangers and uh, if she continues to play that way i think she would not need to say anything her game would just prove who she is and what women's football is in india right um so there are different ways of speaking i think she's already doing her best by by displaying her best and um yeah i, I would like to s- sit back and watch where the soul situation goes uh if it if it does well for the women's football okay it doesn't that's not going to stop the development of women's football either so yeah that's what i think uh women's football is going to eventually evolve and do better uh there's no stopping it because there are a lot of lot of women in last 7 years i think i have spoken about this before uh, but in last 7 years when i started uh you know playing for a local club there was nobody um even in in my district there were two or three girls girls uh, football clubs but now there are 16 um clubs which play a a level leagues and there are many more grassroots level so it is growing rapidly i don't think anything can stop it but i think the initiatives like gurpreet singh um can assist if at all um but yeah i would like to watch where it goes for sure i mean it'll be a one hell of an assist by a goalkeeper if he manages to do something about it but uh <laughs> so true uh, so true all right yeah but like you said we'll also we as a, as, or me especially as a podcast founder and a host would we'll also be doing the same here watching and seeing where this this whole initiative leads whether people do start talking about the bigger picture and when they do or if they don't do we'll still be here to continue the conversation um and i'd like yeah i'd like to snatch away one of the quotes that you guys said which is this isn't which mithila first said which is this is not the start of the conversation this is not the end of the conversation at this podcast this is somewhere in between so we definitely love to continue this further with all four of you and anyone else who's in who'd love to be involved and who has an opinion on this matter because like i completely agree that this needs to be spoken a lot more lot more uh, and be put out there because everything can't be about what else is happening on the news because otherwise it just gets way too depressing so Uh so thanks Abrashmina Anjali Mithila Vaidhi for being a part of this podcast it was a pleasure having you on here and giving your thoughts uh, we'd love to host you and talk to you all in the near future thank you so much uh, thank you a lot thank you right. pleasure to be here okay
Yeah, uh, a pleasure to host you all. And thank you all for tuning in, whoever's tuned in, basically. This was episode number three. I hope this has been one informative podcast for all of you, an insightful podcast, one that starts a conversation with you. Whether you're a woman, woman football player, whether you're a woman who's looking to enter the football game and want to speak to your family about that. Uh, like Mithila said, she's a rebel. She was an engineer, wants to now do sports. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, to anyone who's interested, I, I hope you've taken away something from this conversation and we can't wait to get back to talking about this and continuing the conversation further. So I guess that's about it. If you like the content that we're putting out, then don't forget to follow us, rate us, subscribe to our podcast channel. We're on seven different podcast platforms, including Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're there on Amazon Music as well. I didn't know that existed, but apparently we're there. Uh, and yeah, we're on Twitter and Instagram as well. So you can follow us and I try to be as active as possible. So I guess that's about it for episode number three of season two of the FFS Podcast. I'm your host, Praddy, once again. You stay safe and see you.